of this podcast. Since I have been a geriatric nurse for almost 10 years, helping seniors age in place, I'm going to give you the knowledge that I use to help my own family so you can help your family. Welcome back to this new year. Though I don't think anything's really different from last year. Today I want to talk about a topic that I hope you don't just turn off because you think it doesn't relate to you. At some point, it doesn't matter whether you're young or old, there will begin to be a discussion about hospice. Hospice is one of the most misunderstood terms and services that are provided to individuals. Most people think, oh, I have one week to live, they put me on hospice. That is not the truth. That is why I would like for you to listen to this episode in order to understand hospice. I guess as nurses, we just get used to talking about death and dying. I'm sure that's not a common conversation at most of your dinner parties. But we do get used to it. The reason I want to talk about hospice, like I said, is because it's so misunderstood. In the 70s, 80s, 90s, there was great technological advances in medicine. We were able to keep people alive through so many machines and procedures, things that we didn't have earlier. We were using all of that technology. We were actually requiring everyone to use that technology. And then there began to be some pushback. Wait a second. I didn't want to die in a hospital all lined up with tubes when there was really no physical hope that I would recover. That is when we began to have the birth of hospice as we know it today. Let's start with what hospice is. Most of the time, in order to go on hospice, a doctor has to determine that a person has about six months left to live. Again, no one really knows. It's just a guess. In the United States, if a doctor writes an order for a patient to be evaluated for hospice, the nurse would come in and the client would have to meet certain criteria to go on hospice. Those criteria are usually set by Medicare and usually very complex. I'm not going to even begin to explain them all. The second thing I wanted to talk about hospice is that people think, you know, I have one week to live, but as I said, it's when you have six months left to live. Studies have shown that when people go on hospice, they actually live longer. Hospice also provides a lot of services. And there have been sometimes just the fact that a nurse is coming into the home twice a week, evaluating a person's medication, managing many of their physical needs. Sometimes they come off hospice. That is what happened to my mother. She had gone to the hospital for pneumonia probably triggered by the flu, but she also had a weak heart and she continued to deteriorate. At this point, my mother had her mind with her, but she was so weak, she was having trouble thinking straight. 
After about two weeks in the hospital, they decided to move her to a room for palliative care. Basically, when they do that in the hospital, they do mean you literally have one week left to live. It was a nice big room, and that's when I flew home. Of course, mother was upset. She said, I know they don't know what I'm doing, but I know they brought me in this room to die. And all I can do is look out my window at brick walls. My mother really didn't know much about hospice, which is why I'm giving this podcast today. I said, Mom, you can go home on hospice. And I began to explain what hospice was. Of course, she demanded to do that right away, which we couldn't do. We had to get equipment in the home like oxygen, wheelchair, shower chairs, bedside commodes. It took me about a day to get all that set up. And all she wanted to do was go home and look at her roses. When my mom got home, she continued to live. Her heart got stronger. She started walking. Eventually, she was discharged from hospice. That doesn't happen all the time. It always depends on your diagnosis. A person who has cancer that has completely ravaged their body, it's pretty easy to know that at some point that cancer is going to overwhelm their system. A person who has something like congestive heart failure, you never quite know what the heart's going to do. It could go bad in a hurry, which happened later for my mom. She had a stomach problem that probably depleted her potassium. And by the time she got to the hospital, her heart had stopped working. Hospice offers a tremendous support to family members. The other thing that is misunderstood about hospice is many times I've had clients who are using our services. Then they call me and say, oh, we don't need you anymore. Hospice is going to come in and take care of my mother. Hospice comes in about an hour each day. One day might be a nurse. Another day might be an aide who helps with a shower or a bath. The care of the person on hospice then falls to family and friends. Hospice does not provide 24-hour care. When they say they're going to come in and take care of you, it means that they're going to give you medication that you need for comfort or to help your heart work better. They will also provide you with any supplies that you need or any medical equipment that you need. That's what they mean by taking care of you. A lot of people think, oh, if I go on hospice and I get a bladder infection, they won't give me any antibiotics. That is not true. Hospice will still treat you. What hospice will not do is treat you aggressively. Therefore, they have some criteria. For instance, if you have cancer, you basically have to come to the point where you're no longer getting treatment. At this point, the doctors have usually told the family that they have done everything they can and the cancer is not going away. At this point, many family members will choose to not continue with chemotherapy because it is very hard on the body. With dementia, it usually is at a point where a person doesn't really have much communication skills left. They're pretty much requiring quite a bit of care from the family. As I said, when you go on hospice, sometimes hospice comes in and the person just has all different kind of medications that they're on. And hospice will come in and pick just what is essential for your quality of life. And sometimes people get better. But I don't want to give people a false hope. Most of the time when a doctor recommends hospice, then it probably does mean that there is a terminal illness. Almost everyone who has gone on hospice has told me 
that the nurses that took care of them and the aides that came in were very, very wonderful and helped them in the process of saying goodbye to their loved one. A lot of times people have this misunderstanding that when you're dying, you just slowly go to sleep. But I will be honest with you, it can sometimes be uncomfortable. That is why hospice will come in and provide the pain medication that you need to be comfortable. People can go into a pain crisis in the dying process, and that is where it's very, very essential to have hospice who will send their nurses in those emergencies to make sure that a person remains comfortable for as long as possible. Hospice also provides social workers. Social workers come in and look for resources that the family might need. They also provide sitters who will sit with your loved one if you need to go run errands. These sitters are not trained in that they won't take physical care of someone. They can bring them some food or water or something like that. For those who would like a chaplain, hospice provides a chaplain to come and talk to them about their spiritual needs. Some people have their own pastors. Some people don't, or maybe they don't feel close to their pastor Chaplains who work for hospice have special training to help people during this time with their spiritual needs. That is why any time that someone calls me and they say, the doctor is recommending that I go on hospice, I always tell them, then take advantage of it. Because you can go on hospice if you get better. You can be discharged from hospice. Also, you can still receive some treatment like antibiotics oxygen, or other things that you need to sustain your life. The problem that happens with hospice is they do discourage you from going to the hospital because at this point you have agreed to stay home and just have comfort measures. But sometimes there is a condition, for instance, a fall where a person will break their leg. At that point, you don't want them to just be home with a broken leg that totally incapacitates them. But hospice is flexible. At that point, a person can be discharged from hospice, go to the hospital, have their leg fixed. Then when they go home, they can be readmitted to hospice. So many people think, oh, I make a decision and it's a permanent decision. That is not true. If you go on hospice and find that it is not the right route for you, all you have to do is make a simple phone call and say, at this point, I wish to change my mind. I don't want to be on hospice anymore. You can also change companies if you live in the United States, if there is a company that is not meeting your needs. As I said, hospice is misunderstood. Hospice is available for every age group. Unfortunately, we do have children, our young adults, who do receive terminal diagnosis, and that is very, very sad. The majority of people, though, that go on hospice are our older adults. Many of them have made the decision when medical care cannot fix me or give me quality of life. At that point, I want to choose to go on hospice. So don't be afraid of the word hospice. If hospice is ever recommended for your loved one, there are many people from the hospice companies to the community who will be glad to sit down and talk with you and answer any questions that you have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
The information that I am giving is meant for informational or educational purposes only. They are not meant to replace the advice and consent of a person's primary care doctor or physician. If you wish to send me an email, you can do it at info, I-N-F-O, at symbol, Kathy's Consulting, K-A-T-H-Y-S-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. Or you can check out my website at kathysconsulting.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for going on this caregiving journey with me. Thank you.